Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in to KOVE 1330 AM, 107.7 FM, Community Connected. You're listening to Today in the 10, Vince Tropea here with your Coffee Time interview. And we're in studio today with Kevin Wilson. He's been on a couple times before, usually talking about the Lander Free Medical Clinic. But he's a Lander resident and local nonprofit director who is currently attempting to raise funds to purchase a building in Lander. He hopes will help uh, with the unhoused situation in our community to help those in need. Anyone who's uh, been going through these winters and has been thinking and worrying about uh, uh, where people are sleeping sleeping at night. This is going to be something that will hopefully address that situation. So we're going to chat with Kevin today about uh, uh, where this idea came from, uh, what uh, the next steps are, how folks can help out and get involved with this. Before we get into all of that today, Kevin, how are we doing this morning? Oh, doing fantastic, Vince. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, I, you're a man who wears many hats. I know about a number of things you're involved with uh, here in the community, uh, working with local veterans, uh, working, working with the uh, Lander Free Medical Clinic, and now this is kind of a, a new endeavor to address the unhoused situation that we have here. Yeah, I mean, it all fits in with my philosophy of, you know, helping out the people in our community who are the most in need, mm-hmm. um, who don't necessarily have easy access to some of the things that everybody else in the community might take for granted, like a stable home or even being able to put food on the table, know where they're sleeping on any given night. And, you know, the free clinic we're located at Trinity Episcopal Church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the words kind of around in the lower income community, both here in town and around Fremont County, that, you know, if you need some help, if you're kind of desperate, come to Trinity Episcopal Church. And yeah. The First Stop Help Center is right there with us, and they do amazing work. Almost Home Wyoming also has their meetings there, and they do a lot of work. So and really a hub of uh, yeah. uh, resources. Yeah, really a hub of resources for low-income people who are struggling in the community. So, um, you know, I've been getting to know Deanna, the director of the First Stop Help Center, and Lucy Cohn, the director of Almost Home Wyoming, that helps out with homelessness and housing insecure issues in the area a lot better. And, you know, we've identified some gaps in uh, the care for the homeless population, which kind of mainly is that there's no shelter in all of Fremont County. There's no emergency shelter for people who just need housing tonight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if somebody comes to us and says, hey, I need housing tonight um, in the summertime, hopefully they can stay in a tent in City Park. If not, there's really no option for them except maybe the warming hut up at the seven eight nine. Right, that's smoke about the, that's it's a good start that they're doing with the with the efforts with the warming huts, but uh, that uh, it's it's not the 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 solution we're looking for. Yeah, I we've identified that there are there are zero emergency shelter beds in Fremont County, and Wyoming's done an okay job in the past decades of increasing shelter beds, but those have all gone to places like Casper or Cheyenne or Laramie or some of the bigger population centers. Mm-hmm. So here in Fremont County, we've just been bereft. Um, of having any shelter beds for the last number of years, really since the pandemic hit, um, there hasn't been anywhere for the unhoused population to go in our county. And 
you know, I've identified at least according to the census data that there's, you know, at least eight people um, in our community who probably are in need of a, some kind of a shelter on any given night. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And that number expands to about 44 at least in Fremont County. Right, right. Um, if, if not a little bit more, that's using measures that are semi-scientific. <laughs> yeah, the ones we know about, the ones yeah. that, that, that uh, have, have been a part of that research and have been a part of those studies, but how many yeah. do we not know about too? So th yeah. th there's obviously a need. For, if there's one person that needs it, we have a need for it. Yeah, those are just the numbers that we're able to catch on what's called the point-in-time count, which is kind of the uh, – is as good as we can do uh, on any given morning. On on a given morning, one day a year, we try and have people show up um, in this community to the Episcopal Church and see um, how many how many folks might be might have not had shelter the night before. And this last time we did the point in time count, there was four people who were present. But then when, however, they figured that data out on the national level, when they extrapolated that, they figured out about, you know, eight in our community and 44 in the county. And that's just, it's scary thinking about that, that someone doesn't have a resource, doesn't have an option. When you think about the, I mean, just the, any winter is bad, but like these treacherous colds that we're having right now. Yeah, and it's typically a temporary situation for a lot of these folks, too. Like, they're folks who have been working jobs, maybe lost their job uh, due to something that might be no fault of their own, like just enough hours not being available at mm -hmm. their place of work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's all kinds of different ways that people wind up in these situations. And a lot of the time it's just bad luck after bad luck. You know, I think anybody who's experienced some bad luck usually knows that it comes in threes. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. you know, when you're already on the razor's edge and maybe you have a part-time job and you're just barely scraping by every single month, then all of a sudden you're vehicle breaks down, you need a big repair, your house floods, any number of things happen, all of a sudden you can't afford anything, you're thousands of dollars in debt, you have no way to pay for it, and you're all of a sudden looking at getting evicted, and it's it's a huge, very stressful situation for folks to be in. So, you know, if we can do something to help alleviate that for folks by giving them a roof over their head, at least at that point, then they have somewhere stable that they know mm -hmm. that they can stay every night, have mm -hmm. a roof over their head. And then that's a hub for them to be able to access some of the other social services in the community and maybe be able to have just the mental capacity to be able to do a job search and, right. you know, get back on their feet, finding employment and that kind of thing. If you don't have a, a home base, it's kind of hard. You, everyone, it's easy for everyone to say, "We'll just get a job and go get get an apartment or whatever." Well, it may be difficult to uh, be thinking about uh, getting your resume together when you don't have a place to do it in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you might need a little bit of time to rebuild your life. Maybe you lost things in a fire or something like that, mm -hmm. or you, I've, you know, sometimes out on the streets, people get robbed and their wallets get stolen and stuff, and it can take you a while to get an ID card again, or maybe find your birth certificate again, or something just to be able to like prove who you are so that you can go to an employer and get employment. No employer is going to employ somebody around here typically without a Wyoming driver's license or a Wyoming ID card. Mm -hmm. So you might need that 
roof over your head so that you can go through the process over the course of a few weeks to get all the documents that you need again to just prove your existence. And then once you can prove who you are, then you can start looking at employment and stuff like that. But if you're just living in a car or something like that, or, you know, God forbid, living on the streets, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's going to be really uh, the difficulties or, or the uh, difficulties can seem pretty insurmountable for folks. Yeah, it's just daunting to, to be going through that situation for anybody in any number of uh, situations or reasons why it happened. And I'd love to hear you talk me through, I mean, has this been something you've been thinking about for a while now? And then um, have you been looking for a location? We were kind of chatting before the interview that this uh, spot, this building that uh, you're looking at right now that you've picked out is pretty ideal. Yeah, um, working with um, First Stop Help Center and Almost Home Wyoming um, and, and the free clinic together, uh, we kind of serve the same patient population. Mm -hmm. And I've had a couple of folks. One of them was a Vietnam veteran. Another one was a retired nurse um, who come to mind immediately who found themselves in a situation where they were evicted and had absolutely no place to go. And it was really a lot of hustling for us to, you know, try and be able to get them somewhere uh, where, where we could help pay for their rent for a little bit. And that's a lot of what Almost Home Wyoming does right now is they'll help pay maybe a first and last month's rent on a place for somebody just to get them in a house and then hopefully they can gain some self-sufficiency after mm -hmm. that. Um, but the obstacles to that are massive and it is not easy um, to find somebody a place to rent when you have background checks that you have to go through when you have all of these other things as well and like, especially like I was saying before if somebody can't prove their identity they can't get a background check done. right so for for these really desperate people it's been very heavy lifts for us um, begging and pleading with people to try and get them housed and so uh, having some place where we can put folks uh, temporarily for weeks or months while they work to get themselves back up on their feet, guaranteeing that they have a roof over their head, uh, that's going to put them in, in that much better mental space where they can go out and they can search for the opportunities that they need in order to gain self-sufficiency and hopefully move into a permanent housing. Um, you mm -hmm, know, this... Mm -hmm. You know, we're hoping for this to be more of a transitionary housing model for folks where we give people the hand up instead of the uh, instead of the handout type thing. You right. Know? We right. want them to just have that hand up in their biggest moment of desperation so that they can then work towards the self-sufficiency for themselves, because that's the only way that, you know, you really are able to climb yourself out of poverty. So. Um, the house uh, is just really the piece that's missing in the social safety net um, here in the community is, an, is a physical building where people will be guaranteed to have a roof over their heads that night if they come to us in their moment of desperation. And this house, the address is uh, 159 Lincoln Street. And so there were some other bids in on the house and I wanted to, I, I thought that the house was ideal for this situation. So I put a bid in myself. And that's um, right there close to town too. So another like closer to resources, closer to things. It's it's close to resources. It's only a couple of blocks away from the food bank. You know, mm -hmm. it's only uh, blocks away from Main Street businesses. The that library. People, people could apply at. You know, it's not too long of a walk to get down to Mr. D's. Um, if, you, if you need to grab some food, the library is right there. So folks mm -hmm. can get on the computers mm -hmm. and start a job search or something like that, you know. 
it is uh, it is a very ideal location, walking distance to everything you need. It's zoned commercially, so that's great. There won't be any zoning issues uh, that that come into this project. And so yeah, so so I just wanted to go ahead and put that bid in on the place so that I could make sure that somebody else didn't take it off the market before, right, right. you know, before I could even try, you know, have a chance to try and, and make this dream a reality. And now what, what stage are you at right now? How can people help? Uh, what do you need from the community? Are you looking for partners in this at all? Um, what, what, uh, what can our listeners and our readers do? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I've already had some people reach out and say that they would be interested in, you know, volunteering with us to help with things like minor home repairs or something like that. Like that's been great to hear. Um, folks donating, of course, like we, we would love for folks to be able to donate towards this. And so we have a GoFundMe page up that's, um, help for the homeless in Lander, Wyoming. So you can go to GoFundMe, go to that specific page and um, and donate some money to help us with the inspections and, and the closing costs and stuff like that that we're going to have to um, incur for this uh, household. I'm working with the Lore Foundation. I'm working with, um, you know, development folks on that side to see if there's any grant opportunities that might be available to us uh, for the place. And, um, and yeah, if, if anybody is really interested and excited about this project, feel free to reach out to me directly as well, you know, and I'm happy to talk about it with you and, um, you know, just talk about the vision. We're um, forming a Wyoming nonprofit corporation and we're seeking fiscal sponsorship through the Lander Community Foundation, Great. which MJ Green, the director there, is already um, on board with and everything. So we just got to file a few pieces of paper with the Wyoming Secretary of State and that'll all be up and running. So we'll be an official nonprofit uh, within the next month or so here. Great. Um, yeah. So yeah, you, you're moving along. So that that is kind of the, the next step then, uh, as of right now, in terms of uh, timelines for things. Yeah, we've got a uh, so we have a name for the place, calling it the Saint Francis House, because he's one of my favorite figures in history who really gave up everything he had to serve the poor and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and vulnerable people in his community. And there's no, um, there's no religious, uh, you know, a- association, you know, necessarily with that. Just, um, I, th- I thought of St. Francis and his outpouring of love, um, to everybody from every religious tradition or denomination or whoever he met, um, just, uh, that solidarity that he had compassion, solidarity and compassion that he had with the poor. So it's it's more of that mission of compassion that we want to um, drive with everybody, everybody um, of every uh, denomination and race, color and creed and orientation um, is, is, of course, going to be welcome to, to stay at, at the house if they need a place. Well, it's just good to hear that someone uh, and other groups of people are kind of yourself and others are coming together to kind of take up that mantle to uh, to get the word out there that uh, this is an issue. Some people may just not know. They may be turning a blind eye, but no matter what, uh, uh, things need to be done, and we'll be sure to uh, add links to uh, that GoFundMe page that you have going on when we uh, get this article out. Um, before we let you get out of here today, too, though, as we mentioned at the top, uh, you work with the Lander Free Medical Clinic, and one of the last times that we talked, um, I mean, it was a while ago when you were kind of just starting up. I'd love to hear how things are going and uh, some of the updates that you have there at the clinic. 
Oh, sure. Great. Yeah. Well, actually, our um, good timing, our first anniversary celebration is coming up on um, February 8th. Very cool. We'll be having that at the Lander Bake Shop from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, it's going to be free and open to the public. We'll have, you know, a few snacks there for folks. And um, I've completed uh, our annual report for this past year. And so I'll have a lot of great uh, information to share there about the annual report. Some of that will be stayed tuned, but just kind of highlights are, you know, we've been able to provide free primary health care and wraparound wellness services to over 120 members That's of amazing. the Lander community since we opened on February 6th of last year. We've treated cancers, we've treated broken bones, we've treated chronic illnesses like high blood pressure and diabetes. We've gotten people access to medications that they desperately needed that they weren't able to afford before they saw us. We've had so many patients that have told us that they have no idea what they would have done or where they would have gone if we didn't existed. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're just... Um, really excited and proud about all of that work that we've accomplished after the last year and um, especially our 10 volunteer providers that we have like huge shout out to them we have three docs five nurse practitioners and two physician assistants who have just selflessly volunteered their time to come in and take care of these folks who had nowhere else to go and uh, you know just everybody who's involved with the board and all of our donors um, especially everybody who's donated here locally through challenge for charities or wild gives and stuff like that I mean, those uh, we've had a tremendous impact and then, you know, ripple effect across the whole healthcare system in this community up to this point. And so, yeah, like I said, we'll be super excited to share that with the community on February 8th, 6 p.m. at the Lander Bake Shop. At the Bake Shop. Well, no, everyone just deserves uh, the ability to have access to medical care, to uh, health care, and uh, a place to sleep at night. And just hats off to you and thank you for your efforts in, in, in doing that for our community. I don't think that can be said enough. And I, I mean, I know it's not just you, but there's other people that are involved. If there is, was there anyone else that you would want to thank or anything right now? Uh, other folks that you didn't mention already? Well, you know, I mean, I think just overall, I'm really thankful to the entire Lander community. I mean, there's so many people and we have hundreds of donors that have donated, you know, so I couldn't sit here and name every single person, but I have all of their names in mind. I've, I've sent them all thank you notes already. Um, but, you know, I can't, I, I just have to thank them again and again for, for sustaining the mission of the Lander Free Medical Clinic and for working to make this community a better place. Lander is the kind of place where if something needs to happen, uh, people really come together. Mm -hmm. We're a very mm -hmm. neighborly community. There's so many kind and decent uh, people in this community and unsung heroes, everyday heroes all over this community. Um, that do really fantastic, great work every single day. So I'm just so grateful to live in a community that shows up for our friends and neighbors in need. 100%. Well, Kevin, once again, thank you for coming in today, sharing uh, with us uh, what uh, you hope to do with this new building purchase. And anytime you want to come in to give us updates on how that's going or things going on with the Lander Free Medical Clinic, please just let us know. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Vince. Super appreciate being with you. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we come back more today in the 10 after a quick word from our sponsors. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.